And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Metrospective presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Ted Berg, joined for a special episode today by the Athletics Mets beat writer Tim Britton. Special because uh, in on Monday night in Denver, the Mets first baseman, Pete Alonso, won the home run derby for the second time, back-to-back, although not in back-to-back years. And Tim, I have to say that after some careful consideration, I like the home runs that go the farthest. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's special because we were we were only going to record a podcast if Alonzo did well in the Home Run Derby, which means we were always going to record this podcast because mm-hmm. Pete Alonzo and the Home Run Derby go hand in hand. Yeah, you know, I, I would say I think the you know Home Run Derby altered the format a few years ago to get this timed format. And like you see when, uh, when they go back to the untimed, when they did it very briefly for the Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, like the last three swings when they're taking their time. Uh, how much longer it can go uh, yeah, than, than yeah. when it's just this rapid fire. But the one downside to the rapid fire format uh, is you don't get to just like uh, sit back in awe of the longest home runs. Like there should be, I know they get the bone, the 30 seconds bonus for hitting a ball a certain distance. Uh, there should be like a 10 second timeout anytime a ball looks like it's headed 500 feet. So we can just like bathe in the awe of hitting a ball that far. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, so this was the first time I watched a home run derby in the time format on TV. I've seen them in in I've seen all of them in in real life Uh, and in the stadium. I think that that format is amazing. Like it is it is really exciting and really fun to watch and and just sort of like this like barrage of home runs. And I can't imagine how cool uh, Alonzo's first round hitting the 35 would have looked. Um, because we, you could tell he was hitting just like absolute bombs, but as a TV product, I was actually, I was, I found it like, I don't know if it's because I'm old. I couldn't figure out what it was like. I didn't know what I was watching. Like, is this a, you know, it was because you, you see him, he's swinging in, in like one box that takes up a third of the swing of the screen. And then the camera is sort of like swiftly moving to try to pick up the ball and the other one, but it didn't feel continuous in any way and then you know before the ball even lands the next one's being being thrown uh i was obviously impressed and i think it's like a it's a cool contest but i i i was a little disappointed in in how this format matt translates to television given how much i like it in person yeah i mean you could even tell like uh carl ravich calling it on espn uh, there were a couple instances where uh, like he didn't get the final number right that a player had because, you know, like the, the score was always a couple seconds behind, mm-hmm. you know, he might, Pete Alonso was hitting his 35th home run before the 34th landed. So uh, it, it was a little odd that way. Yeah. You just, you just don't get to, uh, you know, the, 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 like one ball might be in two balls might be in the air and a third swing taking place at the same time. 
Uh, it's difficult to, to pay attention to it all. The brain is only capable of so much. But because of the way that we uh, we distract our brain currently, like this is the future of all events, isn't it? Like that, that it's just going to be multiple things on the screen at one time so we can try to pay attention to all of them. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I'll say my other take on this format is that it is now like as, not as much, but it is nearly as much a contest of who picks the best batting practice pitcher as it is of of your home run hitting prowess and and dave joust really deserves like an unsung hero award because they, it's not just about like putting it in the consistent spot if, if it's a time when it was the just how many swings you had if a guy threw a couple of bad ones then you could just you could spin on him you know like you didn't have to swing now the the percentage of good ones the guy throws becomes so important but also like it felt like uh otani's guy uh, was was taken too long. You know, it just it felt like and and it felt like because in the that was that was against Soto I think, and Kevin Long was throwing for Soto and it felt like he was just throwing so many more pitches than Otani saw and so like the speed of batting practice delivery matters a lot and it felt like Joust was like good he was he was quick he had the right rhythm and and obviously Pete Alonso was getting down with the rhythm and Joust was just leaving them up over the plate where Pete Alonso likes them. Yeah, I mean, it really is all about developing that rhythm. It, it, you know, I have never hit a home run, Ted, uh, not in any kind of real life baseball form, even in Little League. No, home I runs. have never me. I have never hit a ball over the over the fence home run. Like almost most of the stadiums I've played in in my life have been like unobtainable home run fences. Um, and so I've hit like home run derby home runs at fields we've gone to to hit home runs, but never in a game over the fence. But I, so I don't really know what the feeling is like hitting multiple in a row like that. But, you know, it, it seems like it's it's almost like when you get to take a lot of, you know, in basketball, you only get to take two free throws. But a lot of people practice, you know, oh, I'll take 20 free throws and you might miss the first one and then make 18 in a row or something. Uh, Not I, just, but yeah, you just you just get into a rhythm with your, your free throw mechanics uh, that everything just kind of goes in easily. Uh, and that is uh, what it looked like for Alonzo for stretches. Uh, you know, that first round against Perez, uh, he was hitting I think he hit seven in a row at some point, And it was like every Dave Joust pitch seemed like it was in the same spot. And Alonzo was cranking it out to the same area of the, of you know, like that concourse above the left field stands at Coors Field. Uh, I did worry, like you got into the finals against Mancini. It, I, I don't know who was throwing the, the, the BP for Mancini, but that guy was going very fast. And J- Joust took a little bit more of his time. And so... Uh, there was a, a time in there where I, I worried uh, that he wasn't going, that Alonzo just wasn't going to get enough uh, swings in. You know, especially, you know, Mancini seemed like he was hitting like 50% of his his balls out, but he was getting uh, a lot more than than Alonzo. But uh, Pete obviously uh, made that a moot point uh, by by getting the bonus time and then uh, hitting like the first five out in bonus time to to win pretty easily. This feels like a potential money-making opportunity for someone who is a, a pretty good, you don't have to be a great pitcher, but like a pretty good pitcher, uh, I'd say with great control. If you could just, you know, develop your batting practice pitching ability so that you could fire, you know, rhythmically, but also uh, a, a pretty, at a, at a pretty like quick pace, high fastballs over the middle of the plate, you could just pitch yourself as like, hey, I'm I'm your guy. I want 10% of your winnings. And if you, you know, and if, if you're confident and if your ability can create a home run derby winner, you come away with with 100,000 bucks. That's a year's work. I do wonder what the tipping protocol is for Alonzo with Joust here. 
mm-hmm. is this do, do you give him uh, I think it's something more than a hearty pat on the back. Oh, you buy him a probably, car. Buy Dave probably, a car. It's probably less than 10%. Uh, you got a million dollars. You got to <laughs> buy him a car. You have uh, to. Yeah, I, I, you know, but but what kind of car? How how nice Not a that car? Nice. Not you that know. nice. But like, what was, I don't know what Dave Jouts is into. You know, like, what, <laughs> but like a, a middle, like not like his dream car, uh, you know, but like you, you can get him like, you can get him like a nice, a nice SUV, SUV if that he wants, like a luxury, a high end type car. Not like a, you're not have to buy like you don't shell up for like a Maserati, but you can get him a, a Mercedes for sure. Yeah, so you know it, it's it was a a nice you know the Mets don't have Degrom going uh, tonight the way that he would be if he if he were playing. Uh, we're taping this on Tuesday, obviously, uh, and you know hopefully Taiwan Walker gets in the game you never know I feel like the pitchers who replace pitchers are always like the the players you're not sure whether they're going to actually get a chance to pitch um but for the Mets uh it was great to see Alonzo on Monday night do what he basically said he was going to do uh and and win the home run derby again I was I was a touch disappointed that he didn't immediately commit to being in it again next year uh where he could just be like you know like how, how would you feel if Pete Alonzo you know, continued having like a good career, but was most known for in the end winning like seven home run derbies. I mean, it would be, I mean, now that there's such a big prize to it, I think that that would be a really cool thing for him. And like, it would also like kind of make sense. It's like something you want to focus on a little bit if you can make a million dollars every year. I think where where you really want to be is that like, when you retire, they just keep inviting you back and you keep winning. And that's your pension. It's like every year I take away a million dollars because I win the home run derby. I think it was it was Tyler Kepner of the New York Times who tweeted uh, that that Alonzo is going to be the new Bobby Bonilla, just raking in a million dollars every July for the Mets, uh, uh, but actually uh, doing the work and and not being a uh, a an ill understood laughing stock like right. Bonilla. Um, so I I maintain and I this is an aside, but I maintain that with the million dollar prize should come the option and like they should do it like the bas- you know the basketball tournament. Where it's like a you know pros play or ex college players play, but anybody can enter. I think they should make the home run derby open to literally everyone in the world and like do like sub rounds. You know, obviously before you get to the big one. But I do want to see like some quadruple A guy who can just mash batting practice pitchers, uh, who's making you know he's a minor league free agent, so he's making like seventy grand a year. But it's not it's not a you know that's not for life. Like this is he's got three more years of doing that. And he's got a million dollars on the line if he can out Homer, major leaguer, brash, cocky Pete Alonzo. Yeah, the the Mike Hessman of the world right. uh, deserve this opportunity. And, and I mean, you, you see, got like the the people the Val Pascucci's, the Todd Lindens, the I know them. You know, they're out there. The, the you see the people who win like long drive contests in golf aren't the best golfers. Uh, right. they're just very good at that one aspect of the sport. Uh, so it would be cool to have like uh, like home run derby qualifying. You know, like I've seen that didn't they have home run derbies on ESPN of like yeah. beer league softball players essentially just like trying to hit yeah. the ball as far as possible. I saw one at City Field in like I think in like 2009, the first year City Field was open, they had one before a game. They had some beer league softball guys and they were hitting bombs. Like they were just it was a, they were all of the best ones were lefty hitters and they were just like going to town on what was once known as what was I guess like the the whatever it is Coca-Cola landing knee Pepsi porch 
<laughs> they hit more home runs that that afternoon than the the Mets did all season in 2009. Yeah, it was. Uh, David Wright was just standing there with a single tear dripping down his <laughs> face. Um, Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We have one all-star. We're going to keep it a, a very quick show today. We have one all-star related question uh, because we talked about the formatting of the all-star game and, and, and the scheduling last week. Zach wants to know, he said, I wanted to get your both of your thoughts on if the on if Major League Baseball implemented more of a Pro Bowl style to the all-star festivities. I know 162 games is a grind, so hopefully they would still give them a summer vacation. But if they move the game to the end of the season, either once the regular season is over and the playoffs are set, or wait until the World Series matchup is set, then you'd have a smaller pool of players likely to miss out on All-Star Weekend. Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I'm going to steal uh, the joke you made when we discussed this before oh. recording the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for the credit, though. No. Go on. Uh, it's not that good. Why is anyone going to emulate <laughs> the Pro Bowl in any capacity? Like... No one, uh, pro football is so far and away the most popular sport in America, and the Pro Bowl gets like 15 viewers. Actually, I, I don't know what Pro Bowl ratings are like, but I feel like they're less than, you know, like the first college like, football bowl game that gets played on December 20th between yeah. Middle Tennessee State and North Texas. It's like, is it even on TV? Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, they, they've moved it to the week before the Super Bowl now. That's not just in Hawaii anymore. Uh, it's not really a football game. It's it's a weird, non-contact kind of thing for the most part. And you understand, like that that is what they you do absolutely in football. shouldn't. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, baseball, like it has the best all-star game. Uh, that doesn't mean it's perfect. That doesn't mean the system is great. And I, and I think you will see going forward more and more players. This, you know, like this year it makes a lot of sense for players not to play in it because they they didn't play a full season last year, uh, and pitchers in particular. Uh, have reason to be concerned about their health going forward this year as they, they throw kind of a normal slate of innings after not doing it last year. Uh, but I do wonder, like, what happens when you get more and more guys deciding, like, the nagging injury is too much to overcome or I really want the four days off? Because we haven't seen that a lot in baseball over the last decade or so. And you've seen it in some other sports. I think the NHL has, like, a fine for skipping the All-Star game. Uh, I don't know if Major League Baseball needs to go that far. Uh, you just you just want to see the best players in it and for them to play uh, a little bit longer than maybe they normally do in the All-Star game. Yeah, I, I hear that. And and I was, you know, and I would still de defend Jacob DeGrom for, for not going. But now, like, with the All-Star game coming up as we record this tonight, I would like to see Jacob DeGrom mow down the best of the American League for two innings, right? Like, that would be a cool thing to watch tonight. 
Would it be as cool as watching Jacob DeGrom mow down a, a real major league opponent for seven innings in the first possible, the next game he possibly can? No, probably not. But uh, I, we live in a world that where we demand immediate gratification. And it di- disappoints me that I will not watch Jacob DeGrom pitch tonight. I mean, yeah, you think of uh, what is the e- what is the easiest shorthand for Pedro Martinez's dominance in 1999 and 2000? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the the no hit relief game against the, in- the against Cleveland in the the ALDS that year. It's not even like was it was it 17 or 18, 17 strikeouts against against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium with Chili Davis hitting the, the home run. Uh, it is the All Star game where he struck out five of six guys guys that combined for. Uh, like 8,000 career home runs. Yeah, it was like the steroid uh, parade, guys. Like yeah. the, the middle of that era, having that performance, uh, that is still, to me, and, and I think most people my age and our age, uh, like the most electrifying all-star game performance, and it's too bad uh, that we're, you know, perhaps Shohei Otani does something along those lines tonight. You've got to be a star of a certain caliber to do that in the all-star mm-hmm. game. Uh, like, you know, DeGrom striking out the side in 2015, I think it was, uh, you know, the, the side was not the most, it was like Stephen Vogt and, and Jose Iglesias. Uh, I don't know who the third one was. Uh, Ian Kinsler, maybe. Uh, like, it wasn't the, uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't Maguire and Sosa. Yeah. Uh, and DeGrom didn't have the profile yet, but uh, you can imagine a scenario where DeGrom is starting Tuesday night and he strikes out Otani and Guerrero uh, and just runs through the, the top of the American League order. That would feel pretty cool to see uh, mm-hmm. if he could do that, but. Uh, alas, we will not get that. Alas, alas, he will rest and he will uh, bring more to the Mets in the second half, as will we, Tim. Adios. Peace out.